Hi everyone and welcome back to my podcast, Talk It Out, raising awareness of mental health conditions and helping to stamp out the stigma. Today I'm joined by an incredible pageant girl. Would you like to start off by introducing yourself to everyone please? Thank you. Well hi everyone, it's Sherry Louise Harvey, your former Miss Atlantic and currently untitled queen. Hopefully not for long though. Woo! Is that a little hint? (laughs) That might be. Oh, guys, a bit of saucy gossip. (laughs) (laughs) So today's episode is going to be a bit about kind of like mental health in general, just dabbling into your toes of your experiences. So would you like to tell us a little bit about your mental health journey? Of course. So I think on social media, I've dabbled, dabbled in it a little bit before, but just for a bit of a rundown, when I was 13 years old, so... 13 years ago now, that feels like a lifetime, I was diagnosed with depression. I was actually, at the time, it was such a taboo t- subject back then that I, no one ever wanted to diagnose anyone under 16 with that. So the fact that 13, well, 12, 13 years old, I was diagnosed, it was quite a big deal. I, from there, have then spent the last 13 years kind of struggling through it, but I don't. I feel for me, depression isn't one thing that just disappears overnight. I don't think it ever disappears. When you've had that struggle, you spend the rest of your life just managing those feelings, those thoughts, because you feel everything so much more. And having those days that getting out of bed is just so much harder than any other day of the week, or days that you're stood in a room surrounded by incredible people who love you and you love, but you can't even feel like you can connect in the room. And that's kind of what I've been doing for the last 13 years. I go to pageant events, all smiles, but sometimes I'll just stand in a room like, what am I doing here? Like, how am I connected to these people? And I just feel like I'm very disengaged. With that, it's been a bit of an up and down roller coaster for me, really. And I'm lucky I get my good days more than I get my bad days now. I'm on the positive side of things but there are still those days that I almost fall back into the patterns I used to which is either under eating overeating um snapping at everybody I do feel sorry for my fiance he probably gets the brunt of it the most not gonna lie he (laughs) he gets the brutal end of my anger when I'm having a really bad day but he takes it in his stride and so supportive of it bless him so you mentioned about um, you originally like spoke about your journey on social media. So would you say that speaking about that and maybe telling people what you have been diagnosed with, do you think that gave you like a positive or a negative impact? I think at the, when I first did it, it wasn't the most positive because so back then, I think it was about six, seven years ago, I really spoke out about it. It was still such a taboo subject. People are so scared to talk about it, especially in young people you hear it a lot in like mums who go through of course um post um postnatal oh, i can't even pronounce it but um postnatal depression, depression yeah that's the one um you hear it in obviously marines of ptsd and you hear all of the terms of different um also mental health illnesses that get associated with adults but in young people they're so quick to say they're just acting out or oh they're just stressed all those teenage hormones so back then it was a very negative thought because they said oh it's just teenagers being teenagers but over the years I found social media has become a lot more accepting and understanding of 
we've been so hard on these kids growing up that actually they were dealing with a lot of mental health illnesses and they are struggling. Obviously, university students probably hit it the most with COVID having to try and complete a degree in the middle of a lockdown with no interaction. And I feel for anyone who had to go through that, I'm fortunate I'm unfortunate I'm out of UK age now I'm a bit too old for that part but <laughs> the social media aspect that they're now able to do some, do more and help more it's only just recently that it's become very positive to do so. I agree I think in a way like Covid was kind of like the breakthrough for like mental health I felt like when like Covid hit like GPs were more understanding about diagnosing it and people kind of spoke more about how they were feeling. Agree like everyone being isolated and come out come to come to terms. I, I don't. I know you're much like me when it comes to our pageantry. We are so go go go. We want to do everything we can. We give our all into our charity, our community work, and of course supporting our other pageant girls. That we don't always stop. And like this weekend, last weekend, should I say, was my first weekend off in six weeks, and it was almost like a oh, I've got to sit with my thoughts for the first time. So having nearly two years of sat with your own thoughts or only with a couple of members of family, it kind of put everything to a head and everyone's like this is actually quite a severe subject that we need to talk more out I think mental health was one of the number one talked about things next to the pandemic on adverts which was really nice to see yeah I definitely agree so we kind of already touched on it like a bit but do you think there is enough mental health support in the UK I don't ever think there'll be a enough support I mean there is still out that our GPs and our mental health charities they can only do so much they're only given so much support they're only given so much funding and with how many people in the country there is to look after you can't look after every single one and people do get missed out they get left waiting for referrals so I think while they're doing their absolute best there is still not enough support for the amount of people who need that help yeah I definitely agree I think it should be something like the government I know they are doing but it needs to be like looked into a much wider level agreed it's our charities are doing so much I know a lot more have um popped up I think in Swindon we've got now five or six mental health charities just to try and um cover as much of Swindon and Wiltshire as possible which is absolutely incredible to hear but even then that's still not enough because they don't have the funding a lot of the volunteers is it's all volunteer work they have to get they give up their own time which is absolutely incredible but then they sit there and listen to some of the almost horror stories of people of what they're going through and they have to take all that on and they just do it off the own back which is incredible but they haven't got the support themselves so it's almost like a who's supporting our support workers type thing yeah I 100% agree with that so obviously you are an ex-pageant queen and hint, hint, wink, wink, maybe coming <laughs> back very soon. <laughs> so would you say that pageants have like benefited or maybe even hindered your mental health? At the very start, I think there is the stereotype and the negative input on pageantry of it's all about your looks. It's all like a, it's a very competitive environment. You're surrounded by women only. It can be very catty. And at the beginning, when you first step into it, you make you get that almost sense of I'm not good enough to be here. All oh, these girls look like X, Y, Z, where I look A, B, C. And so at that first, that obstacle to get over. But once you settle in and you get to speak to every single girl out there in the pageant community, you realise that there is so much more to them. It's 
more about who you are as a person and it's helped me find who I am which is something that's done my mental health a tremendous amount I'm a lot mentally stronger than I used to be like people saying negative things about my body just off my back now I don't really hear it as much as I used to and it's because of pageantry that's allowed me to do that because I'm stood next to an incredible wall of empowering women which is the most important thing is having that in strong network behind you knowing that whatever you hear and whatever happens you've got people behind you to support you so while it may have that initial negative which I think everyone already has of pageantry once you've stepped in the changes that you become as a person you just grow and grow and grow which is the most incredible part and why I love it and still do it nearly 10 years later (laughs) definitely I think what I always see like people commenting online and they're like oh you compete in pageants oh why do you do that or commenting on like girls like press articles and I think well if you like football football is like your comparison to our pageants yeah as Holly Perry says that every single one of her the little commentary she does at the bottom where the men are in the audience like what is going on (laughs) guys this is our football this is we are surrounding women cheering on our girls and that's exactly what they do for their sports so why can they do it we can't so we're speaking out more about it to bring like the incredible work that we do and it gets overlooked the amount of charity and community work that it does it brings so many people's platforms for example yours doing this podcast out to so many more people it'll get shared to my community not just for example yours so it allows us to do good for more people definitely I 100% agree it's about like breaking down them stigmas about pageantry and actually showing we're it's a lot more than just, you know, walking on a stage like toddlers and tiaras as everyone always associates it with. I agree. I, the one thing I say to anyone who asks me about pageantry and what it entails, I always talk about the hard work that we all do it. And I just say, like, us being on stage is our prize almost. It's our day off. Don't get me wrong. Competition day is exhausting, worth it and exhilarating. But it's almost like our prize. We have worked endlessly for over a year or however long you've been a finalist or if you gradually continue on the years you've worked getting up stage feeling like a queen for one day that's a bit of a bonus isn't it <laughs> literally honestly so bringing this interview to a little bit of a wrap would you like to leave one of your maybe social media platforms in case maybe someone has some more questions for you or maybe just wants to follow your new journey <laughs> Of course, I keep everything very neutral. So if you just search Sherry Harvey, Sherry Harvey's pageant journey, you'll find my TikTok, my Insta and my Facebook, of course. And my inbox is open to absolutely anybody. I'm always happy to be on the other end. I'm not a professional by any means, but if you just need someone to rant at, I'm happy to have an inbox open full of a rant. (laughs) I love that. Well, thank you so much for joining me today, Sherry. No, thank you so much for having me and I hope you have a good rest of your day. Thank you, everyone.